0: Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor-guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. The magnificent stories of Greg Briantes. How did you begin to write? And why in English? Friends and strangers alike would ask me that question but the notion of beginning still surprises me until now. As a child, I loved to draw, to memorize in my mind's eye images of the passing day. I also loved to read, I would finish reading my English textbooks in one week, when we were supposed to read them for the whole year. I read ravenously, and I read everything, the ingredients in a can of soup, the newspaper my father bought every day, the Philippine Journal of Education my mother subscribed to, the 10-volume children's classics that an uncle had given us. I grew up in Basa Air Base, Pampanga, Pampanga in a small white house with a sloping roof and French windows. My father was a soldier, and my mother taught music in school. The Distance to Andromeda and Other Stories by the Peerless Gregorio Briantes was the first book I bought with my own money when I was a first-year student at the Ateneo de Manila University. Listen to the reasons why he writes, spoken in the third person. The answer, was tied up somehow with the town in Tarlac where he was born, and the acacias beside the house where he grew up, the sounds that wind and rain made in them. In that house, its rooms suffused with a clear white light in his memory, he learned that words, combinations of them, could unlock the doors to fancy and fable, the strange lands visited by Gulliver, Lord Greystoke shipwrecked on the African shore. That is from Briante's preface that accompanied the first edition of the book, an essay that Nick Joaquin compared to a short story. Unfortunately, this essay was not included in the otherwise brilliant edition of the collected stories of Gregorio C. Briantes, edited by Otneo Dean Dr. Jonathan Chua and published by the Ateneo de Manila University Press. Expatriate writer Rain Arkash Melvin was correct when she said that Briantes' writing is precise, a scalpel, but the precision is deceptive. His stories capture all that is most imprecise in the human heart, the longings, the losses, the chaos and contradictions. His beautiful controlled prose is a net to capture the unspeakable, he writes fiction with the soul of a poet, using language to point to the silences and mysteries that can only be bracketed by words. Dr. Chu's editor's introduction is a masterwork of literary research and analysis. He retrieves various versions of the stories, delves into Briante's biography and journalism to shed light on the fiction, traces Briante's growth from a Catholic writer to one immersed in the socio-political contradictions of Philippine society. He also quotes the preface of Briante's to find his early influences, Maupassant and Mom found in an uncle's bookcase, not long before a friend gave him a stack of, American, Liberation-era paperbacks, Hemingway, Steinbeck, Wolf, Saroyan. He arrived in Manila in the rainy season of 1948 to study at the post-war Ateneo, then a desolation of shrapnel-pocked ruins. He edited for Heights and wrote his early stories of lonely young men. He took a degree in journalism and literature, an early indication of his twin persuasions as a writer. He taught briefly at the Ateneo High School, wrote more stories for the Philippines' free press magazine. He won a harvest of awards from the Polanca Prize for Literature and the Free Press, and was later invited to join the staff of the magazine, which boasted the best in Philippine literature, Nick Joaquin, Wilfredo Naldo, Karima Pelotan, Briantes, and later, the young José F. Lacaba. Like many of us, his work as a journalist diminished the output of his fiction but the substance, became arguably richer. The non-fiction fed his fiction writing, giving it more scope and a solid historicity. Briantes himself recognizes the influence of journalism on the subject matter of his fiction. His second book, The Apollo Centennial, Nostalgias, Predicaments and Celebrations, 1980, satirized the rich, traced the doubtful comforts of the middle classes, and used an Orwellian frame to reimagine a future Philippines. In a later story, the old man Napoleon Aspiritu observes a contemporary scene. Like a school of black iron fish, helicopters swim above the paddy fields. A village burns, and a woman, her face half-hidden by a shawl who may well be a mother in another war in Russia or France or Algeria, weeps over a dead child mutilated by napalm. Dr. Chua said that the trajectory of his fiction, reveals the artist growing in his art with each output, as he engaged with his milieu. The stories reveal a consciousness that has a keen appreciation of the complexities of the social situation and even of his class complicity, all without sinking into propaganda or sloganeering. And while Briantes excelled in writing the classic short story, with epiphanies shooting out silently amid the backdrop of the everyday, he also wrote in the futuristic and parodic moves, and experimented with point of view and plot, as his artistic vision dictated. Given a writer whose artistry is unquestionable, what is left is for people to read and write about his book. They will find much in his stories to savor and ponder, on days clear or cloudy, in November or any other month in this millennium. I have so many favorite stories in this collection, but these stories will remain with me forever. Faith, Love, Time and Dr. Losero. The cries of children on an April afternoon in the year 1957 and the flood in Tarlac. They telescope Briante's themes, from existentialism to youthful despair to the cracks in the social classes that afflict our country, so beautiful and so poor.